Every marriage needs some great friendships, uh, and we are fortunate. Dina and I have, over the years, been able to have some uh, couples where we connect. We are able to go deep. We're able to double date and have some fun times together. Uh, they are a lifeline to our relationship. But what if you don't have uh, any good friends, or what if you have friends that aren't really helpful? I'm John Fuller, joined by my colleagues, Aaron and Greg Smalley, also my friends. Uh, Greg, you and Aaron say it takes a village to raise a marriage, and I, I guess we're kind of going down that road. What are some warning signs that a friendship isn't a value add, but it's actually dragging a marriage down. Yeah, I would think things like if there's constant negativity from this friendship. So every time we get together, all we do is, you know, talk about all the negative and it's just, it just, it drags us down. I think if there's a lack of boundaries, maybe there's a lack of boundaries. So maybe this, these friends are oversharing about personal things. It just always feels awkward or uncomfortable. Sometimes it's a one-sided relationship and it feels like we're always the one inviting, giving, trying to get together and they never seem to reciprocate that. Um, I've had friends before that, that talk about having other friends that it was just so one-sided, like one spouse always felt excluded or never felt included. Um, you know, we've had friends before to where as we talked about our friendship, there always was a sense of jealousy. Like, why why, why aren't we included? Or, wait, what, what you're doing what with so-and-so? Oh, okay, so we're not going to be a part of that. There was just th- th- that constant sense of, well, yeah. include us, include us. It just never felt safe. So those would be some of the things I think might... Uh, be warning signs within a friendship that maybe that's not a blessing. <laughs> maybe it's more of a, a curse mm. in that sense. Well, let's uh, hear a little bit from uh, counselor and author Dr. Randy Schrader, who talked with Focus President Jim Daly about what you can do if you start to recognize that a friendship isn't really healthy for your marriage. Uh, let's move outside of that uh, husband-wife relationship. The other one that can impact a marriage from outside is unhealthy friendships. And describe what you see there in some of the counseling sessions that you've had and how does a couple build a proper fence around those more toxic relationships. I would think, too, I mean, when the one spouse sees it and the other one doesn't, that's hard. Yes, then Then it's an internal battle. You know, honey, Susan is not a healthy person (laughs) and she's leaning on you, Hmm. but I love Susan. Susan's so wonderful. Okay, take it away. Yeah. Well, and again, let's go back to God's word. You know, what does God's word say in Proverbs? Uh, a wise walk with the wise and become wise. You know, walk with foolish people and you're going to suffer harm. And mm-hmm. so God is telling us in his word, watch your friendships. Your friendships can hurt your Christian walk. Your friendships can hurt your Christian marriage. And, and so identify those friends because friendships should build up a marriage, not tear down a marriage. And it's not just friends. It could be family members. You know, I've seen family members tear down a Christian marriage. And so I always suggest to couples, when I see a couple and one spouse is concerned about friendships, is give a grade, not in a judgmental way, but give a grade to your five closest friendships or five closest family members that you come in contact with on a daily basis. If those five friends have an average grade of B, then that spouse is probably going to have an average grade of B. If those 
five friendships have an average grade of C minus, that's going to pull down that spouse to a C minus, and they're not going to be a healthy Christian partner in that marriage relationship. And so that is a good way to evaluate, and, and the three of us can do the same thing. Our five closest contacts. <laughs> I go to, okay, so you have that discussion, and uh, you say that person or those five people generally have a D or an F. Where does the discussion go from there? Well, I think, <laughs> I think, it, I think it goes to how can we find healthier Christian friends at church? You know, what small group can we join where those Christian friends are going to build up our marriage rather than tear it down? Yeah, that's because good. I, I've seen it over and over. A husband run around, runs around with alcoholic friends. What does he become? An mm, alcoholic. Interesting. You know, so... Let me, since we're on the letter grade, let's stick with that theme. Uh, you knew a woman who wanted a divorce because she was looking for that A-plus mm. husband, and her girlfriends had divorced and found... A plus boyfriends or something like that. And yeah, describe that story. Well, it was a very sad story. And I never heard how it turned out because the wife didn't want to come back for any more counseling. But huh. yeah, there there is no, because we live in a sinful, fallen, broken world. I always say there's no such thing as an A or A plus in life. Uh, a minus is the top. So the three of us can have A minus marriages. That's the best a marriage can be. Is People A-minus. are going, what? Dr. Schrader, yes. you're e- kidding e- me. Even though I'm a marriage expert and I know all these simple yet effective habits, the best Jenny and I can be is an A minus. And because we're human and we're imperfect and we're sinful, we can have a bump in the road and slide down to B minus, and then we work our way back up to A minus. Now, when a couple has children in the home, the best a marriage can be with kids in the home is a B minus. <laughs> and because children require care and child care takes time, time and that's time yeah. away from the marriage. Now, does that mean that every spouse should not strive to be an A minus spouse and every couple not strive to be an A minus marriage? Yeah. But you, it, with kids in the home, and I've had so many couples say, oh my goodness, that's a relief to know we got a... And it's a season. It, it, yeah. It's a C plus B minus marriage because you need to have balance. You know, you a couple with kids, they, they need have, they've got to go to work. They need to balance their marriage time. They have to balance time with their kids. And so keeping balance... You know, does that. But going back to this wife, she had three friends who divorced their husbands, and her three friends said, we found A-plus boyfriends. And she said, if my husband can't be an A-plus, then, you know, I'm going to move on. Yeah. And he he was a wonderful Christian man, by the way. In fact, he was a CEO of a big company. And uh, And he was just disappointed. So I asked the wife about her mom's marriage to her dad. And, uh, and she said, well, my dad got frustrated because my mom always wanted him to be perfect, and he divorced her. So then I said, what happened after that? And the husband typed in and said, well, she got married again, and she wanted this second husband to be perfect, and she divorced him. And, and so you talked about this earlier, going back to the parents, you know, yeah. she learned perfectionistic thinking from her mom and didn't learn from that because her mom was divorced twice and now she wanted to divorce her husband. Well, and what you're implying there is really important is expectations. Yes, sir. You know, and reasonable expectations are appropriate, but unreasonable expectations are unachievable. Yes, sir. And you end up always disappointed because the person, the spouse, did not perform up to your level of expectation. That is bad news. Yes, sir. And, and actually, uh, I say in my Christian marriage book that couple. I have couples 
regularly, or not regularly, but often, will say to each other, uh, I'm, I will disappoint you at times, and at times you will disappoint me. And then the other spouse says the same thing. I think they need to recognize there's going to be disappointments in marriage. You know, it's not going to... A successful, happy marriage is a lifelong satisfaction. It's not daily marriage happiness because we can have bumps in uh, the road every day for the three of us and for all your listeners out there. Well, Aaron, that's a pretty honest take from Randy about how none of us really scores an A-plus in life. I mean, we feel that, but it's good to talk about that. So why is letting go of unrealistic expectations about our spouse uh, a good thing? And Erin's the perfect person, by the way, to ask this for because she's getting her doctorate right now. Oh, yeah. So anything less than like a 98% just so bothers her. So I cannot wait yeah. to hear And I'm Aaron's constantly soothing that, that high school, Erin, that it's no longer a, a problem to get a 96%. I used to be that person, 98% oh. and above was passing. No, not anymore. <laughs> so let's hear letting go of unrealistic expectations. Yeah, let's hear about that. <laughs> I think John asked me this oh, question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, about sorry. you, Chris. I'll be quiet. Let her yes. answer, please. Yeah, it is important. I have one specific client from years ago that comes to mind. She was young. She was newly married. And she didn't realize a lot of like realistic struggles that – her husband was going to have. And her husband happened to be someone who was very vulnerable about his struggles with her. And it was devastating to her because she put him up on a pedestal mm. so high that it was it was so difficult for her to grapple through. And I can remember her saying, gosh, it's so much healthier for me to see him as a human being. And so recognizing our spouses aren't perfect, we're not perfect, and talking about those things, it's important to recognize that we're not striving for perfection. Um, we are striving to be integrous human beings, and that means that we're going to blow it at times, and we can come back and repair those experiences of disappointment. So as we recognize we're not perfect and our spouse isn't perfect, um, that helps us to reduce disappointment, to promote acceptance within the relationship. It, we can even feel closer because of you know recognizing we're both fallible human beings. It reduces pressure and encourages growth. And, you know, increases really satisfaction within the relationship because we realize, oh, okay, there are times that he's going to struggle or I'm going to struggle, and that's okay. Mm. And, Aaron, I think everything that you're saying, at the end of the day, it creates safety mm -hmm. within the relationship. And so when, when we allow our spouse to be human— not excusing, you know, poor behavior no. or especially harmful things. We're right. not advocating, well, hey, just let your fallible spouse do whatever they want. But but when we really recognize, yeah, we are going to make mistakes, um, that, that creates safety, that feels safer. I My heart opens to what I feel safe around. And so the, the safer that we can make our relationship feel – the more likely that we're going to open up and share that connection and intimacy that we long to have versus if I'm constantly expecting Aaron to be perfect, then that's never going to feel safe to her. Yeah. And that's going to create a natural barrier. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go, why aren't we ever connecting? And it just begins to confirm whatever negative thoughts I'm having or beliefs I have about Aaron. 
And, and so it's such a simple thing going, how can I allow Aaron to, to be Aaron and allow God to work on her? Um, in, in how can I make that a part of creating safety within our relationship? Mm-hmm. That's such a boy that does wonders for our relationship. I hope you'll take to heart what you're hearing from Greg and Aaron and what you heard from Dr. Randy Schrader. And uh, you can follow up by finding the entire two-part discussion with Randy. Uh, It's available as a free download, and uh, we'll have details in the episode notes. And if you'd like to follow up with his book, uh, it's called Simple Habits for Marital Happiness. It really is a very practical, easy book to have to look at time and again so you keep these simple habits going for a stronger marriage. And uh, for a donation of any amount to the ministry today, either a monthly contribution or a one-time gift, we'll send that book to you as our way of saying thanks for joining the support team. And you'll find all the details in the show notes. Well, please remember to leave a review for us wherever you listen, and uh, we so appreciate your feedback. For now, on behalf of the Smalleys and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.